SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope. Anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. The Kansas City Royals not only have the best record in the AL Central, not only have the best record in the American League, they have the best record in all of baseball. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio all across our great nation on uh, Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate on this Thursday, April 29th. Yes, draft day. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next two glorious hours taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact, Scott Icon, and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls right here on an Opposite Picks Thursday. A little trouble with YouTube again today, uh, so uh, no YouTube. Hopefully we'll get that up and running uh, tomorrow, but uh, that's okay. Uh, you can always check us out right here on the good old radio, the old-fashioned days. How about that? Draft uh, day, day of the draft. Uh, it starts at 3, or really does it? Suns are in. Bad beat watchers out in Denver. Just quit in Atlanta. Uh, did that hurt? Dumb question, bro. One of the worst calls I have ever seen in baseball last night. Triple-double machine continues again. Mr. Vegas' mock draft. Uh, be ready to lay the wood and uh, get out the crying town, Met fans. We'll get to all those stories. Push your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Thursday, April 29th. What's up, LLs, loyal listeners? Uh, yours truly uh, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, as we always do. And, yes, after a long, long buildup. I mean, I, I don't know what it was this year. I, I don't know if it was the corona thing. I don't really think so. Um, I, really, it's probably the quarterback situation. And, and you had some prominent teams sitting there at the top of the draft, as you still do, in a position. You know, you get Urban Meyer, who's back in the fold in the NFL. You got the New York Jets. Say what you want about the Jets, but they are the Jets. Uh, you got a big market team in San Francisco making a trade to move up into the draft. Uh, you got a number of big-time, if not quarterbacks, but at least big-time programs, you know, including Alabama with, with Mac Jones and then a couple of the others. Uh, I mean, throw it all into the, uh, you know, into the mix, into the recipe, and, and that is a recipe for a lot of hype. And it's just the NFL, <clears throat> as we've come to know. NBA, nobody cares about, you know, hockey. We're at the point now where it's just like, let's start the season. You know, I know it's only, you know, 56 games or whatever it is this year. I forget. Yeah, 56. Uh, but, you know, we're at the point now where we've been playing the same teams over and over. And just start the postseason. So we moved on from that. Baseball has its issues. Nobody scored any runs. More shutouts again last night. It's just amazing. So it's. And, you know, there's the NFL left holding the bag once again. I mean, they're they're responsible for carrying the torch. I mean, oh, by the way, and, and I enjoy it. 
you know, I'm not a diehard, uh, you know, geek, you know, like Cam and, and Gabe are, but, you know, I enjoy horse racing. I mean, if I asked, uh, you know, the average sports fan what major event is going on this weekend, you know, I don't think anybody would be saying, oh, the Kentucky Derby. But who's the mopes, uh, you know, in horse racing that decided to have the Kentucky Derby, you know, the weekend of the NFL draft? I mean, you talk about just a roadkill. Holy fudge. Scott Russell sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, just getting underway. Breaking it all down. So uh, we do have the NFL draft. We'll do that. Uh, Mr. Vegas, yours truly. We have our mock draft. I don't need experts to tell me who I think are going anywhere. You know, nobody knows. No, and we we don't even, although FanDuel might know who's going number three. Uh, so I think it really is going to start at four. So I just love, as I mentioned, you know, these so-called insiders and experts. You know, no one knew the kid from Ohio State had epilepsy. No, no one knows anything. They really don't. It's just your... You're thinking of what a team needs versus what the team will actually take. You don't know how they really evaluate players and what they ultimately lead to. You know, we don't know who we know who's going one. We know who's going two. We have a general idea who's going three. You know, it's it's down to one, two, or three quarterbacks. In other than that, it's just a crapshoot. Just a crapshoot. You and I could just as soon throw as many darts and get them right as I will try and do and prove my point than the so-called insiders. So we'll do our mock draft a little bit later on. We'll take a look at FanDuel. They got some interesting props up there. And as I've told you before, best be prepared to to lay some wood. Although I must say, FanDuel did a good job. Uh, you know, creating some new props to, to be able to uh, to bet on so you don't have to, um, you know, lay that monster wood. But, you know, all of the obvious things, um, you know, you can't lay a run and a half. You can't lay a goal and a half. You can't lay seven points, eight points to, to balance the scale like you can with other gambling things. You know, the draft is, is the draft. You know, there's going to be one tight end taken. You know, there's going to be maybe, maybe one running back taken, right? I mean, you know, you can big it up, and that's what they've done. So if you want to take the right side of things, be prepared to lay three, four to one uh, on most of these props. That is the obvious thing. And you know what? When everything is said and done, um, I, I think they will all turn out. You know, there might be one that upsets the apple cart. I, I picked one prop that you're actually getting four and a half to one odds on this occurring, and I think there's a halfway decent chance it might just occur. So uh, we'll get to all that stuff, uh, you know, the baseball stuff. Um, you know, Bryce Harper getting hit in the face. Wow. Uh, that All of that must hurt. You know, uh, you know oh, that, that has just got to hurt. Um, why these guys don't wear face masks, I don't know. I, you know, and I also like to implement a rule in baseball, just give up, because that's what the Chicago Cubs basically have done, uh, or at least did last night. So, lots to get to. We'll get it all underway coming up. Opposite picks on this Thursday morning draft day in the NFL. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Dozier to Jokic. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Yes! And Faku stole the ball again. Lost it. Back to Ingram. Alonzo. Ball deflected. Ingram to beat the clock. And he knocks it in. Less than 10 seconds remaining. They threw it away. Bledsoe's got it. Bledsoe to Ingram. Turns the corner. Pass it underneath. Blocked by Jokic. 
you go. And that's the end of it. All right, good call. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Ah, yes, you are on this uh, NFL draft day. We'll get to that in a sec, but I want to start with our, uh, which it really needs to be now a uh, a daily segment. Uh, not not joking. See, we should do this, and, and we do it as much as possible, but we probably should do it even more. We, we should get a sponsor for this, FanDuel. You know, our bad beat watch of the day, especially when it pertains to our best NBA play, which we gave out last night, the Denver Nuggets laying four against the Pelicans at home. It really is amazing. How, you know, Denver has been getting the benefit of the doubt with the boys in Vegas. You know, they're, they're 25 or 26 and 5 uh, heading into last night's game, albeit, you know, five of those games without Jamal Murray. But still, they're all five wins. <coughs> you know, they haven't lost yet since he's uh, left with a season-ending injury. So we're laying four last night with Denver. Red-hot Denver against uh, pathetic uh, you know, Mr. Choke uh, not living up to its hype and uh, probably the dumbest team in the NBA, the New Orleans Pelicans, right? Let's see how things turned out last night, shall we? Our play of the day. We got the Nuggets grabbing a 10-point lead after one. We got the Nuggets up nine at the half. We got the Nuggets up nine heading into the fourth quarter. All right, looking pretty good, but it's the NBA. We're laying four. Rather be up nine than down nine for sure, but I'm not certainly counting my uh, my uh, chickens before they're hatched, as the saying goes, right? So 87-78 Denver up nine heading into the fourth. <clears throat> Let's fast forward, shall we? And we move to the six-minute mark in the NBA final uh, of the game in the final uh, six minutes. And uh, Denver hits a shot to go up 100 to 90. Laying four. Okay. Six minutes left. Looking pretty good. But again, you know, anything can happen. It's not that that big a deal. Let's fast forward to uh, the three-minute mark where the Nuggets still lead by 10. 109-99. All right. Now three minutes. Now we're talking here. We've got a little ways to go. Land uh, four, we only got a six-point cushion, no big deal, but uh, I'll take that. Certainly, if you asked me before the game, would I take a 10-point lead with three minutes left? I would say yes. In fact, uh, with three and a half minutes left, uh, they were up 13-109-96, but Brandon Ingram decides to hit a three-pointer to cut it to 10 with three minutes left. No big deal. Uh, we go down to the two-minute mark. Both teams uh, exchange missing shots, so now we're down to two minutes up 10. Now we're starting to look a little better. Now we're starting to say, man, I love this play. I really should have doubled down. But, you know, anything can happen. Two minutes left, only laying four. We get to the uh, 148 mark, and then Eric Bledsoe decides to hit a jumper. Now it's down to 109-101 with a minute 48 left. Now we're starting to like, uh, here we go. No problem. The Joker makes uh, one of two free throws with 52 seconds left. And now we're back up 9-110-101 with 52 seconds left. And we're laying four. We, we got two buckets to give. And we're looking pretty good here. I mean, the only thing that would kill us would be a three here. But, yeah, they're not going to take a three. It's the NBA. They're more concerned about the you know boosting their scoring. Take the automatic two, right? And let's see, Lonzo Ball couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Hits a three-pointer to cut it to six with 44 seconds left. And we're back to sweating again here. But we got the ball. You know, are they going to foul? They're going to let us run 24 seconds off the clock. What does New Orleans, the dumbest team in the NBA, do? 
they force a turnover. Ugh, neither one. Stinking Nuggets can't get the ball across half court. Or they just lost the ball. I don't know what. All right, we're still up six with 44. Now with 39 seconds left. I mean, the only thing that can really just kill us is a three. They're not going to hit another three. No, they do hit a dunk, though. Nice defense, Denver. And now our lead is down to four with 38 seconds left. We're looking at a push. Fudge. Uh, now, again, are they going to allow Denver to run 24 seconds off the clock, down two possessions with 38 seconds left? Or are they going to foul? I prefer, prefer the foul, obviously. Go to the free throw line. And uh, that's exactly what they do. They do foul. Facundo Campazzo. Who the fudge is that? F-A-C-U-N-D-O Campazzo? <laughs> I never heard of him. Sorry. Uh, he, uh, good old Facundo Campazzo, or whatever the fudge's name is, hits both free throws for Denver. Way to go, Facundo. I'm going to buy a couple of your rookie cards. We're back up six now. 112-106 with 36 seconds left. We're looking at at least a push here, right? I mean, the only thing that could kill us would be a three-point shot. No, 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 no. They're not going to hit another three-pointer. They're not going to hit their third three-pointer in the final minute and a half of this game, right? Eric Bledsoe never hit a big shot in his life. Thank you very much, Houston Rockets. Decides to hit a three-pointer. A bank shot, no less. 112-109 with 31 seconds left. They're not even taking time off the clock. Theoretically, they don't even have to foul at this point. They try and press. Michael Porter gets the ball. Well, he's been on fire. Well, he has been just an absolute props over machine. Another 28, 30 points last night. Uh, makes a dunk, and now we're up five with 114-109 left with 21 seconds left on the clock. Oh, we're back right here in the cover. One, one drive, one possession, one stop on D, and the game is over. And they're not in a position to give up an oh-by-the-way layup. So all we need, just one stop, guys, one stop. Pelicans timeouts. Uh, good old Facundo Campazzo. Is that how you pronounce his name? I don't even know. Blocks a Brandon Ingram shot. Oh, way to go. Denver ball. Facundo has got the basketball. He makes the block and he's got the ball. 15 seconds left. We're up five. We're going to get the cover. They're going to foul. We're going to go up seven. Ball game over. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Except our boy Facundo Loses the ball. Pelicans ball. Ten seconds left. 9.9 .9 to be exact. Good old Brandon Ingram makes another three-pointer for New Orleans. Holy crow. And now the lead is back down to two. 114-112. Timeout. Denver. Nearly 10 seconds left. All right. We'll get the push. They're going to inbound the ball. The Worlds has to foul. Any kind of luck, they're going to get it to a good free throw shooter. We'll hit both free throws. And uh, we'll walk, uh, walk out of there with a 116-112 win, a push, and a night's worth of entertainment. All right. And they're, they're worst things in the world. Timeout, obviously, Denver. They design a play. 
Austin Rivers enters the game. Just get it to the Joker. Joker has the basketball. He's inbounding. He's inbounding. He's inbounding. He throws the ball away. Zion Williamson with the layup. And that's blocked. Denver gets the rebound. They foul with .5 seconds left. Oh, we got a reprieve. We got another shot. One more shot at glory. Just hit two free throws with .5 seconds left, and we get the push. I'll take it. I'll take it. P.J. Dozier on the line with .5 seconds left. Game is over. No pressure whatsoever. Good old P.J. Misses both free throws. Denver wins by two. We lose. What else is new? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Randall may have gotten a piece of it. Here comes Peyton the other way. Back to Bullock. Corner to Barrett. Puts up a three-pointer. Puts it in. R.J. Barrett from downtown. Poppin fakes the three, now drives, goes inside, one-handed, won't go! And tips in the follow with a slam! Only led by one after three, Randall counted, and the foul! Another 30-point game for Julius Randall. We are the New York Knicks! 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 Ah, yes, pretty soon we'll be asking that uh, never-ending question in the NBA. Just what is a Nick? Or Knickerbocker, for that matter. I I forget, to to tell you the truth. (laughs) The Knicks win last night, though. That's what they were last night. Winners 113-94 over the Chicago Bulls as Randall does go off. Knicks uh, TV, MSG Network there with the call, Mike Breen. 34 points. He he has been a godsend. Listen, uh, he's not going to get the MVP. But, uh, you know, had the Knicks maybe had, um, uh, I want to say, five more wins, you know, then maybe he'd get serious consideration because there really isn't a whole heck of a lot around him. But they're 35 and 28 uh, Dutch settlers when they came to New Amsterdam, the Knicks. Okay, there you go. Uh, we, we give full service operation here. Uh, what's the difference between a Nick and a Knickerbocker? So I guess it would be Knickerbocker. And then Knicks are just cut at the short. That is a pretty cool name, even though if you don't know what it is. Uh, the New York Knickerbockers. There's just something about that, you know, the Knickerbockers. And that, that sounds kind of cool. Anyway, if the Knickerbockers had 40 wins, right, just an abbreviation, they, um, you know, it would be 40 and 23. They'd be where the Milwaukee Bucks are. You know, battling for the number one seed, and, and much like the Greek freak who's really not Greek, you know, he, Randall would be getting some serious consideration for the MVP, especially in a year in which there really isn't anybody. Uh, you know, we're, we're all kind of searching for someone, i.e. Donovan Mitchell, but uh, I, I think eventually it's probably going to get to Embiid uh, or the Joker if they continue to win. I must say, although really, you know, with Denver, it's been Michael Porter. But good win for, for the Knicks last night. Again, they're winning these games now that, you know, they would generally lay an egg. Bulls come into town. 
you know, they're more than capable. They beat the Celtics last Monday night, you know, after the Celtics had gotten back from a West Coast trip, which was a successful one. Uh, they beat Miami the other day down in Miami. So, you know, you don't know what you're getting out of Chicago. They generally suck 10 games under 500, but eh, they've actually been halfway decent at times. So, you know, for the Knicks to win that one by double digits going away, they're in the number four hole. Uh, listen, they could just as easily drop to the number seven hole. They're only two ahead of the Miami Heat, who sit in the seventh spot at 33 and 30. Uh, them in Boston after the Heat uh, won last night. So, uh, yeah, you know, but for a Nick fan who hasn't had a whole heck of a lot to cheer about, uh, they will take this. As I say all the time, though, there's not a whole heck of a lot on that team, except for R.J. Barrett. Uh, you, you got a bunch of misfits. You know, more than anything, forget about Randall being MVP, but Thibodeau should really win the uh, Coach of the Year award. Um, I don't know if he'll get it, uh, but, you know, certainly in the East, that has been the story. Now, nobody else, you know, it's been either a negative story <clears throat> or, uh, uh, um, you know, or uh, Thibodeau. That's really it. Elsewhere last night, how about the Jazz? Wow. A hundred, and you know, you don't lose to Minnesota twice without, you know, showing a little something if you have any backbone whatsoever. They beat the Queens 154 to 105. Yikes. Holy crap. They led by only three after one. Okay, you know, close game. They outscored the Queens 46 to 17. 29 points. In the second quarter, they take a 32-point halftime lead. They outscore them by 10 in the third quarter to take a 42-point third quarter lead into the fourth. And then they outscore them by 7 in the final frame, and they win by 49. Hole 154 to 105. They put how many guys in double figures? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys in double figures. And that's without their starting backcourt. Uh, no Mike Conley or Donovan Mitchell, both out. And they still put 154 points on the board. Man, that Sacramento team just sucks. How does Luke Walton still have a job? My goodness, you're playing a team whose starting backcourt can't play because of injuries, and you give up 154 points in regulation. How does I, – I don't understand. I really don't. You know, how does Luke Walton, head coach of Sacramento, how does he go back at home, look himself in the mirror and say, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a head coach. What did you do today to deserve your salary, earn your salary? Uh, well, we, we played the best team in the NBA. All right, record-wise. All right, so how would you guys do? Well, we didn't win. All right, but, you know, did you cover the spread, get nine? Mm, no. Uh, did you come within the single digits, obviously? Uh, no. Did you come within the double digits? Uh, barely. You know, uh, we lost by 49. Yeah, I- I'm going to go to the bank and cash that check uh, tomorrow. Uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hold on to that one too long there, Luke. Wow. I mean, you talk about just no coach. There- there's just no coaching in the NBA. <laughs> there just isn't. You lose by 49 points at home. Good gravy. These guys call themselves professionals. Uh, Suns in the game of the day beat the Clippers 109-101. They take a three-game lead in the standings to win the division. What do I care about that? Well, as you all should, LLs, loyal listeners, you should be holding on to a 16-to-1 ticket to win the Pacific. 
Right now, the Suns are 44-18. The Clippers with that loss, 43-21. A three-game lead, and the Lakers are all but done eight games out. So forget about that. That's not happening. So Clippers were the main one, and now they beat the Clippers. They gained uh, two games, and it's really like a double, obviously, game. And you look at Phoenix's, uh, Phoenix's schedule the rest of the way. Uh, they got Utah. Okay, it'll be tough. OKC, that's a win. Cleveland, that's a win. Atlanta. That's a win. Uh, Laker or uh, Knicks, but at home. But okay, well, that'll be a tough one. Although they just beat New York in New York. So then they got the Lakers tough. Golden State, that's a win. Portland at home, that's a win. And then they finish up with two games in San Antonio, which may or may not need to mean anything for the Spurs at that point. So that's a pretty easy schedule. You know, no Brooklyn, no Philadelphia, no Milwaukee, uh, no at Denver. Um, you know, no more Clippers. You're, you're done with them. For them to blow a three-game lead in the loss column with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, with ten games left, that would take some doing. So I hope you, I hope you were listening to us when I told you grab that sixteen-to-one ticket. We talked about it two months ago because barring something crazy, uh, you know they're going to be able to cash that ticket. Not bad. Not bad, and that's not for the best record in the uh, Western Conference. That's just best win the Pacific Division. And we knew the Lakers were going to be without LeBron for a while, and it was really just a matter of the Suns and Clippers. And uh, last night's win all but clinched it. Chris Paul, 28 points. Uh, Kawhi didn't play again for the Clippers. Uh, Paul came up big. Told you the Nuggets won, obviously. Portland beat Memphis, 130-109. Go figure out this Jailblazer team, right? I mean, they lose back-to-back home games. I guess you had to figure it. Uh, they lose back-to-back home games to the Grizz. Part of a five-game losing streak. They go on the road, and uh, they blow out Memphis after blowing out uh, Indiana the other day. Go figure. Lakers lose again. Speaking of the Lakers, AD 26, Russell Westbrook, another triple-double. Set an NBA record now for most triple-doubles in one month. 18, 18, and 14 assists for Westbrook. They win a 116-107. to 107. Lakers right now in a 76ers blowout the Hawks, 127-83. You had uh, the A game in there for Philadelphia. Embiid and Simmons both played. Um, and, and the Magic beat Cleveland, 109-104. We did like Cleveland, but no Colin Sexton. So they, they were playing without their best guy. Who knew? Uh, accidental? Hmm. Team trying to get the, into the final three spots in the, in the uh, East, you know, and overall, actually, for draft purposes, and uh, they sit their best player? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'm sure that that was a legit injury. I, I'm, I'm sure. But the Lakers right now, two up on Portland with the Jailblazer win and the Laker loss. Lakers sitting in the number five hole at 36-26. and 26. Dallas is one game back in the sixth hole. And then Portland is two games back in the seventh spot. I would love to see them play in one of those, uh, you know, um, play-in games. Again, would they lose two, which is what they would have to do, because they're not going to fall all the way down to nine, I don't think. Uh, probably not, but just to see them sweat it out, that would be worth it. That that real, just to see LeBron have to play these extra games and hear him whine and bitch and moan and complain about how it's not fair and it's not right and the playoff system sucks and blah 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 blah. You know the whole kit and caboodle. One time we didn't play them, Boston the Celtics. Uh, they win by nine, one twenty, one eleven. Jalen Brown thirty eight points. Uh, I, I you know I figured. 
they would bounce back after playing so bad the night before and after losing to Charlotte in Charlotte this past Sunday. But I, I so, have given up on this Celtic team. No more. No more. Uh, Marcus Smart was suspended. I guess he got into it with an official after the last game, so he didn't play. Uh, I, I just don't have any faith. No, no Kemba Walker again. Uh, Tatum did play, but no Walker. But doesn't matter. I, I don't have any faith in this team. I, I just can't put any faith into this team. Uh, no more. Uh, I don't care how well they're playing. I don't care who they're playing, where they're playing, what incentive, uh, what what. This is never going to happen. They would do. You know what? I no faith whatsoever. None whatsoever. All right, that's the NBA. We'll take a break, come back. Baseball, we got our hockey stuff. We got our uh, NFL props uh, with the draft. Obviously, that's later on tonight. I got my mock draft coming up. Uh, We'll get to it all on an opposite picks Thursday right here. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Finish that rookie year at a 270. Oh, man. Oh, man. It hit him right in the face. It deflected into his face. Yeah, that's... Oh. I don't know if it hit anything. Fight that it hit right in the face directly. And he hits Didi Gregorius now, and Didi goes down. 97 to Bryce Harper. Uh, This is what's going to suck. They're going to they're going to warn both teams now, probably. And Joe is not happy about that. So he's out of the game. Of course, that would happen. He's right too. Joe threw him out first, and then James Hoy. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Phillies Radio Network there with the call. Dumb question, bro. Did that hurt? Oh, that had to hurt. Oh, can you imagine? Harper's okay. He did make a short little video saying he's fine. Uh, his, His nose was a little swollen, but he got hit in the face. Uh, Genesis Cabrera, never heard of him. Uh, Smack right in the face. Right. In, oh, man, in the nose, no less. I mean, I, I could just kind of wipe my nose and it hurts. Can you imagine getting hit in the face with a 97 mile an hour fastball? Not in the arm, not in the elbow, you know, not in the leg, the hip, or even the back. I mean, just square. Oh. You know, you, you can't help but think back to the Giancarlo Stanton thing, right, from a few years ago. I don't know why these players, Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking it right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. We'll get to the NFL draft stuff here uh, in, in a bit. But uh, I, I don't know why these guys don't wear, you know, you, you don't want to wear, like, football helmets. I get that. But it's only a matter of time. You know, hockey has it. They got the face shield. Uh, it's To me, it would only be a matter of time before you put a face shield on there. I know that would be, you know, kind of geeky and gawky and, uh, but, you know, who cares? Who wants to get hit in the face? Forget about elbow pads and leg pads and everything else that they wear. I'll deal with that stuff. But, man, I don't want my face getting thrown at a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. And I don't doubt this guy. I mean, who knows? Maybe he did. You know, you never know. Uh, but I don't think he threw at these two guys on purpose. But I will say uh, Mike Schild, the uh, manager of the Cardinals, said this is where, you know, that uh, reliever rule of having to face three batters comes into play. Uh, he would have taken him out after he hit Harper, but you can't do that. 
So then he certainly would have taken him out after he hit um, uh, the next guy up, and he couldn't do that. He had to face a third guy, Didi Gregorius. So he had to face three because those are the rules. But, you know, maybe that's something where you ask permission. You know, does that, is that a little goofy? You know, the manager comes out and says, listen, my guy doesn't have it. Uh, he hit a guy in the face. Uh, Mr. Umpire, can I take him out of the game? And Mr. Umpire is going to say, well, that's really not up to me. It's up to the opposing manager. And then you bring the opposing manager on and say, listen, they want permission to take the guy out of the game because, uh, you know, he's all emotionally shot or whatever. You know, maybe they could throw in a caveat rule like that. But uh, ooh, we had hit the ninety-seven. My wow, now, how your whole face doesn't just get. But you know, he kind of flinched, and it, it, it maybe grazed him a little bit. Whereas uh, you know, the Stanton one like hit him square, square right. But this one was a pretty good shot. Um, but oh, oh, that's gotta hurt. Oh, that's just gotta hurt. The other one last night. You know, I I, I meant to, to say this before because we've seen this happen a few times this year. More so this year, you know, in less than a month's worth of play than other years. But <clears throat> Anthony Rizzo pitched for the Chicago Cubs last night. You heard that right. They're down 10 nothing, seventh inning only. You know, you got three innings left, right? And you got, uh, you know, Anthony Rizzo, uh, your infielder, pitching for the Cubs. There really should be, and I know they never will, and really probably more so for gambling purposes than anything else. And and now that we know MLB is in bed with the gamblers, they certainly won't do this. They ought to be able to wave the white flag. I know I mentioned this on my podcast, and I never got to it here in the morning show. But, you know, if you're at the point where you're putting in a first baseman as your pitcher, just quit. Just, just quit. And I don't mean that, like, you know, sarcastically or even look down upon it. I mean... You've given up hope. You know, when you've you've accomplished and you're doing what every manager and head coach out there preaches a little Johnny not to do, and that's give up. Whether you're still playing or not is not the concern. It's giving up. It's, it's like don't care about winning anymore. Resolve to the fact you lost. When you put in, and I'm not saying that shouldn't be the case, down 10 nothing in the seventh inning. What I am telling you is when there are situations like that, Clubs should just have the ability. It's 2021. You got COVID. You got craziness. You got seven inning doubleheader games. Just have the ability to say, that's it. We're done. We lost. We're not coming back from 10 nothing down. Uh, I'm not going to put a, a first baseman on the pitcher's mound so that, you know, the Braves can score 20 more runs. Fortunately, they didn't. They, you know, they, they acquiesced to the situation and just went down. But, I mean, what's what's the point? What, what are you trying to prove? Uh, that it has to go nine innings? Again, with this seven-inning doubleheader rule, uh, if, if it's okay to have a seven-inning doubleheader game, then why not a seven-inning blowout game? Just it, It's like softball, 10-run rule. Whether it's 10 runs, eight runs, nine runs, whatever the case may be, getaway day for the Cubs, we're losing, we got to fly to whoever they're flying next, we quit, we lost. They should have the ability. And it's still a winner. So it still counts with the boys in Vegas. The only thing that wouldn't count would be the over-under, I imagine. Um, you know, because of a range-shortened game, if it doesn't go the full nine innings, uh, the over-under, no matter what the total is, even if it's already gone over, it does not count. Um, that's why you're always in it uh, with over-unders in baseball. So even that, yesterday, you know, if that game was called after seven innings, uh, that even though they had ten runs and it would have gone over, it, it wouldn't have counted. But they, they should have the ability to just wave the white flag. 
Met fans, uh, take out the crying towels. Take out the crying towels as your boy. I, I can't believe it's taken me 46 minutes to get to this. Your boy did it again last night. And more importantly, your club did it again last night. They lost on a night in which Jacob deGrom pitched well. How about that? Cha-ching, cha-ching. As once again... Mr. Loser himself, Jacob DeGrom, most overrated pitcher in all of baseball, and probably the most overrated player next to Mike Trout in baseball, pitches well enough to lose. And I don't want to hear about, well, it was just one run, and the Mets don't score any runs for him, and this and that. You know what? Stop it. Stop it. Stop pretending your club is any different than anybody else's. All right? Nobody's scoring runs. Uh, you know, how many shutouts did we have last night? How many teams scored two or three runs at best? You know, Cubs shut out by Atlanta. A's shut out by the Devil Dogs. Orioles shut out by the Stankies. Even the Red Sox in the, in the loss are getting only one run. Uh, Reds shut out by the Dodgers. You know, Indians only scored two runs against the Twinkies. Brewers scoring only two runs against the Marlins. I mean, nobody, nobody but nobody is scoring. So stop whining and complaining and pretending Jacob DeGrom's situation is any worse than anybody else's. I mean, you couldn't score a run against uh, Nick Pavetta, some guy Whitlock, who's been unbelievable this year for the Red Sox out of the bullpen, Ottavino and and, uh, and Barnes. I mean, we're not talking about, uh, you know, who's who of Hall of Fame relievers out there. And DeGrom, well, you know what? He did what he always does. He gives up an early run. He puts his team behind the eight ball. Sox score the second inning. And... Uh, they can't score for whatever reason, and there you go. He walks out of there with six innings of one-run baseball on three hits. You take that any day of the week. I get that, but you know what? In today's day and age, you pitch well enough to lose. That is my M.O. with Jacob DeGrom. He pitches well enough to lose. I'm sorry. If Nick Pavetta uh, and uh, Whitlock uh, can combine for seven innings, then you know what? So should Jacob DeGrom. Garrett Whitlock on the hill for the Red Sox. <laughs> oh, brother. Uh, throwing shutout baseball for a couple of innings. He's got to give up a run uh, this year. But you know what? If you're being outpitched by Nick Pavetta and uh, Whitlock, then you, then stop your whining, Met fans. Y your guy pitches well enough to lose all of the time. And the team acquiesces and says, okay, you're pitching well enough to lose, then we will lose this for you. How about that? I uh, never got to our um, uh, our poll questions. Let me do that real quickly because we actually posted two today. I must say, pat myself on the back, pretty happy. First one, uh, you know, draft-related question. First non-quarterback take in tonight's NFL draft will be... I put uh, Oregon offensive lineman, the, the Panay Sewell kid, uh, Florida tight end Kyle Pitts, any wide receiver, and then uh, yours truly, Mr. Vegas, who uh, thankfully uh, is getting some votes. I appreciate that, guys. Uh, but right now, Kyle Pitts leading the way with 63%. And then I put up there as well, worst quarterback move to fill its starting position by a club this offseason is, uh, I put Bears signing Andy Dalton. Uh, Washington football team, the Redskin Potatoes, signing Rodney Fitzpatrick. Carolina getting uh, Sam Darnold from the Jets. Or Denver yesterday getting Teddy Bridgewater. So I uh, just posted both of those relatively recently. So go to your opposite picks feed, get your vote in. <clears throat> so far, Andy Dalton early on with 20 votes uh, leading the way. But, yeah, yeah, we'll get to the NFL stuff uh, more so next hour. But but how about uh, Denver getting Bridgewater? I don't know if they know what they're doing. I, they're, just, they're just cornering the market 
on mediocre quarterbacks. I, I you know, as as goofy as uh, Carolina was getting Sam Darnold, uh, you know, the the Broncos take Teddy Bridgewater off his hand. I don't know. Out of those moves, it's a pretty good question, pretty good discussion. I I, I don't know, you know, which one is going to be worse. Um, you know, you probably can make the case that Ryan Fitzpatrick might be the best out of the bunch. He's ninety years old and never been to a postseason. Good gravy, boy. Teams that needed quarterbacks, there isn't one of them. So for now, we got the draft, but there isn't one of them that really, in most people's eyes anyway, solved their quarterback situation. Patriots with the, with the, I could have put the Patriots in there with Cam Newton. Uh, you know, Denver with Teddy Bridgewater. I like Bridgewater, but eh, he didn't exactly distinguish himself last year. Sam Darnold, he sucks. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's over the hill. Andy Dalton, uh, you know, I think he showed last year with Dallas that he doesn't have it anymore. It was so with the Bears. I mean, all these teams still need quarterbacks. Amazing. Uh, the one last baseball thing I wanted to bring up, I don't know if you saw it last night. This has got to be one of the worst calls I have ever seen, literally, in baseball anyway. You take out the uh, the no-hitter uh, from way back when with Detroit. Uh, that, that might be the only one that's worse. Marlins are taking on the Brewers. Miami's got runners on first and third, one out, second inning. Miami's second uh, baseman, Eason, uh, uh, I-S-A-N, Diaz, hits a slow little grounder up the first baseline. Pitcher, Zach Godley, comes off the mound, grabs it, no big deal, flips it to the first baseman, no big deal. Uh, the runner, Diaz, is out by, I'd say, a good uh, 10 to 12, 13 feet, right? Runner scores, no big deal. So you got a runner on second now uh, with, with two out. Except the first base umpire, Marty Foster, says that there was obstruction by the pitcher, Zach Godley, and they awarded Diaz first base. Diaz wasn't even close to Godley, who picked up the ball unobstructed. He's standing on the grass. Diaz, the runner, is now running on the grass, not the dirt part that is supposed to be for the runner. Um, you know, does coincide when he picks up the ball and flips it, but he's still out by, you know, 10 feet. And, and really, there was, it was a no-nothing play, and they called him safe because they said the pitcher got in the way of the, of the, of the runner. Wow. I mean, and then the umpires all got together and said, nope, okay, good call. You have instant replay, and you have one of the most egregious calls I've ever seen. I mean, just it was an idiotic call, and they can't overturn that. Wow. I, you know, you just scratch your head sometimes, and you wonder about all this gambling stuff. You really do. It's amazing. All right, Opposite Picks continues here on a Thursday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rizzo versus Freeman. We're in the bottom of the seventh. He wants to punch him out so bad. Absolutely. 
And Cubs Radio Network. Yeah, go ahead. Make a mockery of the game. Go, go ahead. You know, it's it's 2021. Who cares? You know, yeah, have first baseman play pitching. Have pitchers play first base. You know, why not? No, no one cares. Uh, you know, you play. That's the problem with playing 162 games. You know, you, you can give up, but there really should be, like I said, this should be a rule. Just we give up. Uh, you know, there are no fans in the stands. Uh, you want to tell me that fans would feel uh, that they got screwed? Well, uh, listen, uh, put that on the back of the ticket. You know, if you, if you miss a foul ball and you get hit in the face, uh, there's something on the back of the ticket saying too bad. So same thing with this. You know, if it's a rain shortened game. It's a uh, you know it's a major league game final game the, the two bad it's all part of the equation so uh, someone's gonna blow their arm out we've had it happen before but it's just it's just what's the point yeah we just just what's the point uh, what is the point of what I tell you all the time it's because of situations like this last night baseball right we had uh, I counted up I think I missed one game but one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve games played yesterday if you played the under. In the run total versus the under in the run hits and errors, as I tell you to do, you would have had two more winners last night. Doesn't sound like a lot, but you know what? If you had the under on Cincinnati, L.A., 8 nothing Dodgers game goes over. You have the under on run hits, errors, 25 and a half. They had 24. Game goes under. If you had the uh, under, Washington, Toronto, 9 Game goes over, 10 runs. If you had the under, though, 27 run hits errors, they had 26. Every day, every day you get one or two. Not a lot, but, you know, you want to swing uh, 15 20% an extra uh, my way? I'm telling you, value-wise, that is the way to go. Bet the under, run hits errors, not just the runs. You'll win more than you'll lose. Opposite Picks continues. Hour number two next. 